Well, hey everyone, it's just me today. Just me with a microphone in hand in a very cluttered fitness closet. Listen, I'm coming to you today with uh, just sharing with you what's on my heart. This is probably a, a vulnerable, vulnerable episode as well. Um, I miss you guys. I think I miss just having conversation, just sharing with you what's really going on, um, not only for me uh, personally, but the ministry as well. Um, because usually I come here to the podcast and two things are happening. We're revving the word, where we're getting after the Lord through the word, and I love doing that with you. Or I'm doing a teaching, right, and sharing uh, the, the really interesting things that the Lord shows me through um, research or science and the word, and it's just fun to do that. Uh, or I'm doing an interview with someone, right? So I love getting to share all that with you, but I miss you. And I want to sit down with this microphone in hand and share with you what's really going on. Uh, as much as I can share with you. Uh, so this is not an exercise one. This is sit down, grab a cup of coffee, tea, uh, drink some water. And I want to share with you kind of the state of the ministry of Revelation Wellness. Um, and which also means the state of Elisa Keaton and, and the team as well, because ministry is made up of people, right? So if you're a regular listener, I sure would appreciate you uh, listening to this episode. And again, it's a little out of the box. If you are a new listener, <laughs> welcome. And you're going to get a quick 101 history, a little bit of the ministry and kind of where we are today. Like I said, sometimes being behind this microphone, it's it's weird because I'm teaching and it's all going out there, but I don't know where it's going. So one of the most wonderful gifts you can give me right now is just a little time to just to talk and share. And um, I guess just listen. <laughs> so the last two years... Man, they've been a doozy, haven't they? The last two years, two and a half, have brought so much change. So, so, so much change. We're changed as a people. We're changed as a society. We are, we're changed. And man, forgive me if I could <laughs> tear up a little bit. Whew, I feel like we've just been weathering a storm and the boat is is still floating but <laughs> there's been there's just been weathering and by god's grace the change that has come has produced good things good good things um so proud of my team and the what the Lord's doing here. Our team's amazing. And we've just been through a lot. And as people, I think we're all trying to find the new floor, right? Like where, who are we? What's our purpose? What are we living for? I think those questions come back to us and resonate at a deeper level. 
And so we are changed as a people, just a society in general. And that means that the ministry has changed as well. We are not the same ministry that we were 11 years ago. This is not the same ministry. The call is still the same. What the Lord called me to, what, why he started this and the yes that I gave, it's still the same, but man, the landscape is so different. What's interesting about this today is as I'm sharing this with you in real time, and you're probably hearing this um, um, a few days after it's been recorded, but as I'm recording this in real time today, I am headed to what's called the Idea Convention. It's the International Dance and Exercise Association World Fitness Convention. I have gone to this convention almost every year since 1991. Um, I remember going and the very first one I went to went with a bunch of friends from college. Our rec director at Arizona State University did this road trip and said, hey, do you guys want to go to this fitness convention? And we all lived, we all worked at the rec center and we all piled into a 15 passenger white van and headed to this mecca of fitness. And again, 1991. And I remember getting there and being like, oh my gosh, this place is amazing. It was like a Disneyland, a wonderland for people who loved fitness. And this is 91 when we are we're moving into the trenches of the diet and fitness culture, which we can feel ourselves coming out of now, but we were in it then. But at that point, we just was fun. I can even remember being a ticket holder to watch the Crystal Light Aerobic Championship <laughs> competition at, that took place at the IDEA convention. So I've been going to this convention for a long, long time and, um, it's fun, you know, it, even before I was walking with Jesus, it was fun. And now walking with Jesus and going to these conventions are like little treasure hunts. I, I, I look for the Lord. But 22 years ago, it was 22 years ago. So that would be 2020, or I'm sorry, 2020, the year 2000, I went to the IDEA convention and things had changed for me after eight years of going, nine years of going, this was the first time that I prayed about where I was supposed to be, what classes. I was praying to God, asking God, show me what you want me to know now that you have my heart, because I was just beginning to walk, walk with the Lord. I would have called myself a Christian, but I was following him. Now I was in, I was doing it. And I wanted him to show me, what do you have for me in fitness. What is this? I, I love fitness, but I can't see it the same anymore. I'm, I'm, I was beginning to see the negative effects of diet and fitness and the constantly chasing after something that if it is attained, cannot be maintained and the despair, the shame and the disappointment that would come with it. So I, I was, I was ready. I was ready for my own life to be with the Lord. And I was ready for something new in fitness, a, a new lens for me to see it through. So 22 years ago at this very convention, I prayed that God would just be with me. I'd never done that before. I'd 
just went and attended and, you know, checked the box. But this is the first time I was like, God, be here with me and tell me what you want me to know. And it was there that the seed of revelation wellness was planted. I didn't know it at the time. Ministry wasn't planted, but the the seed, which is the curriculum that I wrote, which was at that time called Wayless to Feed More, which is now the book, The Wellness Revelation, which is available anywhere. Books are sold. But back then, I just went home and got a computer. I bought my first computer on a credit card, a MacBook. Uh, and I started writing. I, I started writing to my clients in a new voice. I started delivering something new and different, a, a way to look at the goals they were chasing and the desires that they had. And so that was the seed of Revelation Wellness. I, I didn't know it. No, I didn't have the name Revelation Wellness. I didn't know anything. I just knew I think I could really help people. I could bring hope into what felt sometimes like a very hopeless and never-ending hamster wheel of chasing a goal. So I wrote some curriculum. And from there, I began to help people and people resonated in my church. And then it was there's only one of me. What if I taught other instructors, other fitness leaders, how to teach what I'm teaching? Because there was a, a response. There was a, this is needed. There was a, a, an affirmation of, okay, this is, this is doing something, but I'm only one person. So that was when in 2011, and it took some time that Revelation Wellness began. And so here's the little history of it. Here's the the state of Revelation Wellness. Well, it'll lead you to understand where we are today, to know where we were in 2011. In 2011, back then, then, Revelation Wellness started with instructor training. That was the, it's, it's what I knew to do. I knew, to, okay, I'm going to take this curriculum that I've written here, and I'll teach it to other instructors I'll teach them this culture. I'm going to teach them this mindset, teach them this heart posture. And then, yeah, I'll teach them some fitness too, because I can teach people how to teach some fitness, give them the basics so they can go move some bodies. So I want you to, in your mind's eye, just draw a triangle. <laughs> At the bottom of the triangle in 2011, Revelation Wellness Instructor Training was the first foundation of what we did. Very first thing. And because there was instructor training, I also, the next layer was I had to have my first event, which meant a retreat for the instructors because retreat meant come away in person, come and let me, let me see you face to face. Let's pray together. Let's sing together. Let's worship together. Let's ask the Lord together what he has for your life. And that was my very first event that I put on myself, a woman who has no gift for organization. Actually, I've gotten better, but I was exhausted. I ran myself ragged to put off that very first retreat for 12 people, but I loved it. I loved it. I knew, man, that first little band of, of disciples, which it was 12, including me, <laughs> I can still see, and you know who you are. If you're still listening, you 
11 other fellow comrades out there of Platoon 1. We climbed up a mountain and we praised the Lord on our final day. And I can still see the group of them. And that was the very beginning. We had an instructor training for 11 people. And we had a retreat, which was an event. Then a few years later, fast forward, you know, I'm just trying to to see, okay, is this happening? And it didn't explode, everyone. Just so you know, it was a slow grind because we brought a new message to fitness. We were saying, come over here. Let's, let's look at fitness this way. When people were busy doing Taibo and spinning classes and whittling down their thighs and trying to fit into that perfect mold. We're saying, let's come over here and do this. It, it doesn't sell because we weren't saying, let's let's help people lose 10 pounds in two weeks. Man, I could have sold out that course. It was slow. It was little by little. It tested my faith and God was doing a big work in my heart, in my home, in my marriage. He was. It was never about revelation. Wellness was always about me and him. And so about year three or so, we did some challenges. Uh, well, did, we did, I wrote a challenge, a challenge, and it was called Weight Loss God's Way. And what it actually was, it was um, a 31-day blog post that I did every day. I did a blog every day for 31 days. And then I think a year later, I was like, you know, I should turn this into a challenge, just invite some people to come. Because we had a nonprofit status, we can just do some donations. <laughs> and so we did our very first challenge. And at this point, you know, Revelation Wellness didn't make much money. It didn't make any money. We just stayed alive. It didn't cost me money. We never went into debt. We, we, we just we kept it going, kept the lights on, and we had fun. We, we enjoyed not knowing what we were doing and just following the pillar of smoke by day and fire by night. But that first challenge was crazy. That first challenge brought like $40,000 into the ministry. I think like maybe 4,000 people, maybe it was, yeah, it was like 4,000 people joined because of social media. And so I remember going back to my board and like they were flabbergasted of, wow, how did how that happen? And one of, one of the board members said, well, Elisa, we, sh we should just have you sit down and just write challenges because that clearly is something you struck a chord. <laughs> and we've been doing those two, three times a year, challenges. So that's the third up the pyramid of what was the early days of Revelation Wellness. And then at the very, very tip were, were donors. You know, we we thought to ourselves, I remember, I remember Leah and I saying, wouldn't it be pretty amazing if we could keep the lights? What if one day the donors kept the lights on for us? What if donors were so big that we didn't need instructor training to have to you know, forward the mission. That would be so cool because donors, that's just a heart of giving. It's just a kind heart. Um, a free guard, a free, like I'm just giving freely, not because I'm getting something in return. So we started to put that out there and we actually prayed about that, that donors would start to, to come and help. 
help the load and help the lift and spread the message and share the mission. So then, Revelation Wellness then was instructor training at the bottom. Then we had events, which was just instructor retreats. And then some challenges that we did two or three times a year, two times a year. And then donors. You guys, let me just tell you, today, (laughs) God has flipped that whole thing upside down. COVID, what we've been through in the last two years has flipped that pyramid. It is completely upside down. And I am not kidding. Let me, so let's look at it the other way. Now, our donors, <laughs> our donors actually do, they are the, the support, they, uh, the, the revenue that comes in because of your generous donation each month, because you use RevWell TV or because you've been blessed by the podcast or whatever it is. Donors, you guys are outpacing. You're just, you're robust. You've been changed. And so you're sowing into it. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You're actually destroying hell with your dollars. You're saying my money doesn't own me. I am, don't have lack. I know this God of health and, and prosperity of soul. I have an abundance mindset, not for my personal development, but because God is abundant in joy and life and provision. So donors, man, you guys have showed up so strong. And then next challenges have actually been the most robust thing that we do. And man, we do our at best to listen and put our ear to the ground. What are the people needing? What are the, what are the, what's the need that we can meet in this season and time? And P.S. We have our fall challenge coming soon and I can't wait for you to get it. Can't wait to get it in your hands. It is needed <laughs> and beautiful and wonderful. So challenges. And then now events, which once was the most second important thing, live events, those have gone smaller. It's just, that's, this is the vulnerability part. Our live events, I think as a people, it's just harder to get people to come away. Um, We now kind of expect things online more, more convenience, less costly, And so seeing you face-to-face is getting less. I don't see you guys as often as we once did. Um, But we still are doing them. We still have workshops that we do with you guys online. We have RevU online. We come to you in person with Rev on the Road. Um, We do our live adventure hikes and Rim to Hymns. We're still doing them. But it's a, a... a harder ground to to till, a harder soil to till. So I'd love your prayers there. I know we all feel this. Um, Community is getting harder and harder to cultivate, but still we carry on. And now finally, the very thing that in, that started this ministry, instructor training, is now one of the smaller participants of what we do. And I just have to tell you, there's a a little bit of grief in that for me. 
because it was the baby. It was the the firstborn. And this isn't a woe is me. I'm not sharing this. Be like, oh gosh, it's so sad. Um, it's just everything's changed. Everything has changed. And so that's why events are different and instructor training. Here's the thing that's that's real about that. The call to make healthy and the healthy disciples who make healthy disciples has not gone away. We are still still doing that, but it sure does look different. Why? Because fitness has changed for the better. We've seen the end of diet and fitness culture that is starting to just be so old school. And, and it's something now that as a movement, people are like throwing off their shackles with fitness. And then that we have a fantastic body positivity movement. Everyone, your body's good. This is a good thing that's happening, but it, it's changed. It's changed the, the perspective that people are looking through it which I'm good, hear me, all good with. I've always said fear and shame has fed the fitness culture. And I'm sure there are people that probably came through instructor training because they thought that God would fix it and give them the thinner thighs. And when he didn't, they're back out chasing the next thing. It was never about the fitness, it was about their freedom. So we have fitness just changing. The face of fitness is changing. The, uh, we have a saturation. There is saturation in the marketplace. I'm going to, we know that there's plenty of places that people can move their bodies. Now there's plenty between online places, TV, streaming, podcast, YouTube, uh, apps. There's plenty of places. So 11 years ago to have an online workout, something like Redwall TV was revolutionary. Now it's common. It's everywhere. So there's just that saturation. And the other thing that's changing that instructor tra and training is that people are not as willing uh, to take the time away to do something that requires the time, especially in person. And we used to do instructor training in person and man, we would love to do that again, but it just, you just have to honor people. One, it's more costly, expensive and time. It costs more time. So although the landscape of health and fitness seems to be changing, our God hasn't changed and we still are triune beings, body, soul, and spirit, who need tending to in all three parts of our being. Fitness has changed, but we still have bodies. The way we see our bodies is changing. Praise God, it's good. But we still have to contend with, are we making good choices? Do I feel good? Am I cultivating good in my life? If you listen to episode 705, I share with you a teaching that I did from a webinar titled, I'm never going to teach fitness. Why should I become a revelation wellness instructor? Inside of that, I get real honest of, hey, here's, here's how people are using this training and it's not how you think. And here's the deal. <laughs> here's where I think I... I grieve because I'm still contending for the fact that 
new information doesn't change people. Doing new things changes people. And our instructor training is the most malleable, practical thing we do because you actually have to become change and you do it in a way where you are in a supportive, loving, encouraging environment where you're safe. You are safe to try, to fail, to fall, to get back up and try again. You're surrounded by a great cloud, a company of people and of witnesses saying, get up, get up, keep going. And you just can't get that in a challenge and you just can't get that by attending an event or listening to an online conference where you can stay comfortable behind the screen, where you aren't known, where there is no community, no accountability. Change is inevitable. (laughs) Change is inevitable. And change is something you can train. It's funny. We crave it, but we don't always like it especially at the start. That's where I'm just in this place right now. There's just so much change. There's been so much change in the ministry. We've had people that we've loved and have done life with in the early days, or I've had life with in the early, dirty, in the ditches days, not knowing what we were doing, that have had to pull away. Their family life has changed. Finances have changed. Demands have changed. There's just change, change, change. I'm feeling the grief. I'm feeling the loss of what has been. Change is inevitable. But God is not changing. I heard the Lord say to me the other day, Elisa, change is going to happen. Let go and let it happen. I will not take you to a less than place. He's the God of glory to glory. From one sense of great to greater to greater increase. He's the God of increase. And even when he subtracts, it's for increase. Isaiah 42, 16 says, and I will lead the blind in a way they do not know. That's how I feel right now. I feel like this is so unknown. Everything feels so, so unknown, so upside down. I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know in paths that they have not known, I will guide them. Paths we have not known, he will guide us. So friends, this is just me sharing that if you're feeling grief or mourning or loss or the change is just, whoa, it's not, you're not despising it. I don't despise the change. I'm just feeling it. Just feeling it. And completely depending upon the Lord that his goodness is here now and his goodness is more to come. And that's true for you too. So that is the state of Revelation Wellness. If it still interests you for Platoon 29, there's still still time to get in. There's still time to get in. And like I said, yes, the landscape of fitness has changed, but we still have bodies, everyone. And there are people hurting all over the world, mentally, physically, They don't know what they don't know. You know what? It's not even more about knowing. They need someone just to come alongside them. Words aren't going to do it anymore. we got to show people that we love and we care. And, And that's what instructor training does is it puts you in that I'm willing to lead. 
I'm willing to love, be present, and help lead others, even if you never taught a class. So God, we are grateful people because although everything around us is changing, things seem to be constantly in flux, you are constant. You are our certainty. So we thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for every listener, every participant that comes and presses presses play on these podcasts. May they be blessed today. And Lord, we just trust you with what we do not know. And that is the tension. And that is why we train. Thank you that you are guiding us down paths that we have not known. You are a guide. What a blessing. Thank you. We love you. Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Let me know what you thought of just hearing real talk from my real heart. I miss being with you, and uh, I, I do love hearing from you. So let us know what you thought. And we love your prayers. Keep them coming. And even though change is inevitable, we find ourselves in paths and places we have not known that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Peace.